the Disky Chicks podcast for business leaders and those interested in learning how to use the DISC assessment to grow self-awareness, improve communications, and develop leaders and teams. Please welcome your hosts, business coaches Martha Fourlines and Cindy Jacoby. They are loud and proud about all things DISC. Thanks, Roger. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 6 of the Disky Chicks Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's podcast of the Disky Chicks. I'm your host, Cindy Jacoby. Here with my co-host, Martha Fourlines, and we have a treat today. We actually have a guest with us. Uh, It's always great to hear how real-life people use DISC in their workplace, and so today we have Christy Haynes with us, and I'm going to turn it over to you, Martha, because Christy is your guest, your relationship, and I'll let you do a proper introduction, but Christy, we're glad you're here. Thanks for being on the Disky Chicks podcast. Thank you very much. Christy, welcome. I have been working with Christy for like nine years, y'all. So <laughs> she and I have developed quite a great relationship in terms of the coach and the coachee. And um, Christy is amazing. She started out her career in a accountant role and accelerated her career up to an executive vice president role. So she has a number of big accomplishments over the term, the time that I know I've been working with you and been promoted over and over again. So, and Christy uh, was a big user and believer in the DISC behaviors, mm-hmm. motivators, and even the EQ product as well. And Christy, we always like to find out Uh, What magic did you find in using DISC in the role that you have? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Um, I, like Martha said, it was about nine years ago, and it was my first introduction to DISC. I had known of other business, you know, types. Meyer Briggs, I guess, was probably the big one at that point in time, Mm -hmm. although and I took it. I can't tell you what I was. I, I, (laughs) I would have to look it up again, but I definitely can tell you my DISC. Um, but, um, the biggest piece, um, we, I probably used it in what we, I would say was four different fashions. The biggest one was probably a hiring tool. Um, when it executives got to my level or interviewers ease got to my level, I guess, um, we would do the disc at that time. And then I would be able to assess them based on that and really kind of use it as a tool to determine if they were going to work best in that role based on their disc, or if it was in a team environment, if I needed that type of personality disc in with that team, or if I had too many of those, or if they were going to complement, or how that was going to kind of work. Um, so I used it a lot um, from that perspective. We also used um, it as a benchmarking tool. So we had set up um, kind of what we thought was our best employees within a certain job type. Um, and we benchmarked those, those um, employees and came up with what that disc would look like. And then from there, we would take that tool and compare those interviewees with that benchmarking tool to then determine whether or not they fit into that the best or not. So that makes a lot of sense. We used to do some podcasts on benchmarking and it's been a while, Martha, since we've done that, but 
Um, essentially the way that we typically use benchmarking, just like you said, Christy, is to kind of get together in a room with people who understand this job, either people who are already doing it, or even just if it's a new job, what is the, you know, what is this job going to reward? And so we have long conversations about who would best benefit from this job. And we talk, if, if we say, if the job could talk, what would it want in its spot? And so, right we come up with that perfect robot, you know, outline of a, of a person. And it's a great jumping off point. And I don't know if you did this, Christy, but when I've used it for benchmarking, when you would compare it with a, a real candidate, when we hired that person, I would show them the benchmark and say, here's where you match up perfectly, but here's where, you know, you're kind of far off because we never had a perfect match, but yeah. it helped that person know, hey, they're looking for somebody who's very much, this or that, especially if it's a driver or something else yeah. like that. And then, yeah. um, then it's not so strange when we ask that person to, to do whatever it is we said we wanted in the benchmark and, and everyone can adapt. So we know that that works as well. That's interesting. Right. No, we definitely used it um, to, or we showed them every single employee that was hired, we would then give them their assessment. So they had it, they could review it. Um, it was always comical because we would say, you know, you might not believe it immediately, but take it home and ask a friend, ask a partner, ask whomever. And, you know, they're probably going to say it's pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, so that was always, that was always humorous. Um, I even have read mine over again, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's, it couldn't be more, you know, exact from that perspective. So. <laughs> Will you share what your disc style is? So I, I am at my natural is an IS. My I is in the high 70s. My mm -hmm. S was in like the 60s. Mm -hmm. And my D and C were pretty much identical in the 30s, okay. which mm -hmm. is comical because although I've got a story to go with it, you know, <laughs> I started off as an accountant and you would think that that would be a C, you know, that yeah. you would think as an accounting career piece, my, my C would be really high. Well, the, the story to be told there is, I was always a numbers person. My father was in finance. Um, I had all of the numbers toys. So, you know, the mm -hmm. games that you play, of course we had the traditional games, but yeah. I had a speak in math, not a speak in spell, a speak in math, <laughs> you know? So it was always that kind of thing. So I was always big in numbers and my father just felt like accounting was a big thing. He knew a bunch of accountants obviously, and felt like based on that, I should go into accounting. Well, I shortly, shortly into my college um, experience, I was like, and got into accounting world. I was like, I don't think this is what I want to do. <laughs> and um, my parents were, I was very fortunate. My parents paid for my college. So it was a conversation that I need to have with them. And I went to them and said to my father, I don't think this is what I'm going to do. And he said, well, you're already there and you're already that far in, you're going to finish. And I went, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he said, what do you think you want to do? And I said, I think I want to be a teacher. And he immediately wrote that off, you know, not that he doesn't love the teaching aspect of it, but immediately just said, this is what's going to happen. So I went into the accounting and, and very quickly learned that that was not where I was going to sit on a long-term basis. Right. So my C, like I said, was very low. However, in, as I took the assessment nine years or whatever ago, I rose my C because of the work I was doing. And because of the very detailed stuff that I had to do, I rose my C like from a 30 up to a 60. 
So it was significant. And mm-hmm. I will tell you that that work drained me at the end of the day. Yeah. I was wiped, you know, I yeah. would go home and my husband would be like, you know, what's going on. I'd be like, I just need a break for a while, you know, because yeah. it was that much. Um, but my D I kept very low. And I would say that people that had a D I was probably the hardest adapting with somebody that was a D Absolutely. of that reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I learned how to use, you know, the disc and learned the, the, communication styles of the different styles to adapt that way. Um, and it was very extremely helpful. And it's, it's kind of funny because there are times when I'll meet someone on the street, you know, just whatever. And I'll go, Oh, I can tell they're an I or that person's <laughs> yeah. a C or, you know, so it's yeah. just an easy tool to know and kind of gauge, you know, how you kind of meet people and kind of go from there. Yeah. Well, I, I found it amazing that Christy, really was good doing the detailed work, but I knew how much work and stress it took for her to do all of that. But she would be training people in very intricate systems and processes and did a great job at that and loved that. So I told her, you really were a teacher, Christy. Yes. (laughs) Well, you said training and that makes total sense. If you're, if you're training, that's different than sitting in a cube and crunching numbers. So did you move out of the, you know, you, you moved up, did you move kind of out of accounting as well or into a more customer facing side of that? Yeah. So I, I started in accounting, like I said, I was there for like two years and said, you know, I'm not going to do this. And so then the next piece I went into, which is even another funny piece was legal, (laughs) very compliant, right? So, but, but it was, it was forward facing with customers. So that's really where it became Mm -hmm. the customer focus. I did, I, but we had two types of customers. And so I was very forward focusing with both of them was able to then change, you know, various different things, use my high eye as a change factor Mm -hmm. for various different components of business and loved that piece and sat in that space for, I don't know, probably 10 years of my career. And then after that started to get leadership roles within the organization and then really started managing people. And then for the last eight years, eight to 10 years, it was really management of people in all of the various different departments, some of which were very high C focused, others, which were, you know, not were were very customer focused and people focused um, on that side of it. So so really kind of used all of the different aspects of my eye to influence how we did various pieces of our business. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Chrissy's a great relationship builder with that IS combo. Really, really strong. But one of the things that I love too, is that Christy did this and modeled it for her directors and the people that reported to her, other executives which was, let's say they were having to deliver a performance review. She would always pull out that person's review and study it before they had the conversation. And lo and behold, it had that ripple effect with people that also reported to her that had teams so that they were using um, their disc profiles, not, not, not just for delivering maybe potentially contentious um, uh, feedback, but also, um, as she had mentioned, 
um, use it in the hiring process, um, interviewing people. I mean, people that really loved um, using the benchmarking or just a role that wasn't benchmarked um, did such a great job of really looking at, okay, what's the balance here? Is this job 50% relationship and 50% um, detail orientation? Because in one of the functions, it was like that. Mm -hmm. So they had to be really good at two different things. And that that made it a little more difficult um, to, uh, to hire for, honestly. Um, you just had to really look harder and longer to find the right fit for the job. But but you all did a great job. Was there anything you want to add to that, Christy, in terms of any yeah. little stories? I, yeah, I would say that it was, you know, kind of what you were saying earlier, Cindy, of, of did, did you explain it to somebody from that perspective? One of the job benchmarking jobs that we did, it was I and C. So they, they were so different from that perspective. And so, of course, we found a lot of C's. We found a lot of I's, one or the other. And so we did have to have those conversations with them, you know, to mm -hmm. say, this will, you know, have a lot of C focus. It will be very detail oriented. And that is going to be an aspect of the job that you're going to have to reach in or vice versa, if it was they were C-focused, we would say, this is very forward-facing. This is very people-oriented. You're going to have to be able to communicate and do that type of thing. There were times that we would have, if it was a bigger community, we had two jobs. And so there were sometimes, not that many, yeah. that we could use an I and a C and place them in the same community. And they would obviously help each other mm -hmm. and be able to do that type of thing. Like I said, it was just, it was much bigger communities, which we didn't have as many of them. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that was a factor, but yes, I would say I have a cheat sheet. I still look at it. It's yeah. still right here on my you know desk. I routinely would pick it up, although I can probably recite a lot of them off of the cheat sheet. But yeah. um, when we were doing um, feedback reviews, mm -hmm. you know, uh, final year reviews, I always picked it up and went, how is it, how am I going to best communicate with this person? What mm -hmm. is their assessment again? Mm -hmm. Is it something like on a steady, I'm going to have to tone my voice down a little bit, be a little bit slower, tell more of the whys, you know, kind of go into more detail or the C's. Am I going to have to be very detail focused, mm -hmm. not That's really it. have a lot of emotion, you know, just get into the numbers and do mm -hmm. all that or very direct on the D's. And, you know, just, again, that's not my personality. I come into some place and I'm always wanting to know how everyone's day was, but that's not how everybody else is. <laughs> right. right. So having right. to adapt, you know, was yeah. really a really big piece. Yeah. And um, many of her team members were being coached as well. So I think from a leadership development standpoint, um, you really like to fully utilize it in terms of their growth and their development, uh, especially where they may have had some soft spots in their performance over the year before and that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, she's like one of my poster children on uh, th that used DISC at to its fullest potential. Um, the comparison report was another one that a number of your teams were using um, using it as we could, 
on the front end for onboarding so that the employee knew what the behavior style tendencies were for their boss and vice versa. So it it, it was um it was it was a good thing. Yeah, you know, what Martha is talking about is that we have a the ability to take two different people's reports and merge them into one kind of side by side. And so that's often used in onboarding because you can see on day one, my manager is going to be real fast paced and want things now. And or my employee is more conscientious and slower and it's going to need time for questions and but they're going to be a perfectionist and hopefully they see these complement each other versus mm -hmm. conflict but so many employees start off thinking their their manager hates them because they're so direct and forceful and they never ask about their day yeah. but if you know it's a d then it's not you don't take that personally and those mm -hmm. those comparison reports are super helpful and did you ever have the opportunity to use a comparison report for conflict management at all I, I definitely produce them. I, I being my I and S am the lowest on conflict management <laughs> in <laughs> my styles, to be honest with you. So you got I, better at it. I, <laughs> I did get better at it, but I will say that that was a, a weakness of mine that I had to really, you know, Work train out. that muscle and, and kind of get better from that perspective. But yes, we definitely did. We used it to say, you know, this is why you're conflicting and it's nothing more than just your communication style yeah. or mm -hmm. the way you're interpreting how they're directing, you know, you from that perspective. Yeah. We did it a lot. Once we, once we had a really formed team, we did it as a team assessment. Mm -hmm. And so all the players of the team could sit down and they would, we would do it on their, um, their name cards and we would say what are you you know you're an i and an s you're a d and a c mm -hmm. whatever that was and we would team them kind of together if we had multiples in the room and they would sit by each other and then they could kind of see oh that person over there you know i can see why i have conflict with them and i can see why i'm really good friends with the one that i'm sitting right next to yeah so that was really helpful and again a lot of times it was just miscommunication mm -hmm. it was this person is a d and this other person is an s and it was nothing more than they just butted heads and they just yeah. didn't understand why each other was communicating the way they were yeah so yeah, I think that report helpful. can be used to help people who are afraid to do manage conflict because this is data. It's not you're a bad person or you're a mean person. It's like, look here on paper, you guys are not supposed to really get along. So yeah. let's let's talk through that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It, it was huge from that perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, and really I, I liked it at the beginning of a team and when all the kind of teams came together so that there wouldn't have to be as much conflict. Mm -hmm. from because they knew right at the get-go what they were what they were you know their strengths were mm -hmm. and at the same time I used it to say you know this person is C and they want the facts well use them in your project to give you that data and give you that information maybe you have to pull some stuff yourself but use them as a resource to be able to pull those types of things mm -hmm. or the person that's an I Maybe the C needed somebody to kind of come up with the plan and come up with the picture and what it was going to look like. Or present, the, of, present the facts to somebody right. else. Exactly. In fact, one of the last um, presentations just recently that I went through, it was a very C, high C. 
And all of this data was on the presentation. And I went, oh, wait a minute. We're going to lose somebody in five seconds. We're going to have to tear this down. But I had to be able to communicate that in a way that he didn't feel like I was, you know, not liking the work that he presented. All of the information was extremely helpful and great data. Mm -hmm. It just was the audience we were presenting it to was way too much. They would immediately shut down. And so we had to kind of pare it back. And that was what I used as a description for why to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you. Appreciate you sharing your stories and all of that. It was so, it was just such a great tool for me and growing as a leader for myself Mm -hmm. that I just thought it was, it would be a disservice to everybody else to, for them not to understand it and get to Mm -hmm. use it and use it as a successful tool. Yeah. I think too many times you do a, you know, you do an assessment and it's interesting and then it gets put in a drawer and you don't use it. But sometimes I feel like a snake oil salesman. I'm like, you can use it for hiring and you can use it for onboarding. You can use it for (laughs) conflict management. It's like, really? But once you start relying on it and, and as a, when I'm coaching now, and I, we always talk about our coaching managers, I always ask about how their employees are doing. And I say, and I always ask things in terms of disc style or, or their motivators. And like, oh, that's, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I should probably work on that. And um, yeah. so it's up to us to to keep it in front of people so they can start relying on yeah. on those kinds of things, especially motivators too. And maybe you can come back again if you did a lot with the driving forces or motivators and talk about that one day. But um, yeah. the more you know- I- I would say that I did. Yes, it was definitely a factor in the in our piece of the puzzle. I probably focused a lot more on the disc than I did the motivators. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was definitely something that I reviewed um, and went through more of once the employee was hired to yeah. kind of understand, you know, their piece of the puzzle and what yeah. really drives them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I concentrated a lot on the disc um, and what they were from that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Excellent. your description was right. Disc is a lot easier than Myers-Briggs. Well, That's very interesting remember about yourself, it. but I don't, you know, I couldn't look at somebody and say you're a E-F-I-N-T-J or whatever that means, but you can go to a coffee shop and go, oh, that's a high D right there, you know, and uh, and, and, yeah. and watch out. So it's, it's a lot of fun. It helps you understand people and I'm so much more tolerant of other people because now I, oh, it's just because of X or Y and I, and I don't get all riled up that they're not the same right. as me anymore. Right. It's, been, it's been a great, just calming effect to, to understand people so much better. Yes. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely, my dad was a D and, and I can see it in, in so many things as I was growing up, you know, like, oh, that's why, you know, he was that way. And my mom is an I, so mm-hmm. I, I can see that, you know, in all perspectives from that side of it too. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't nailed down my children at this moment in time yet okay. but I'll hear oh. them out well, <laughs> how well, old are they I have a 20 year old and a 16 year old oh so. talk talk but, to your friend Martha she'll get you a yeah I'll get, get you an I S- can give S- you a, uh, yeah, I did my children and it was very eye-opening not as much the disc because you could figure out some of that but the driving forces was really helped me understand one of my yeah. one of my children who <laughs> liked harmony and I'm not a harmony. I'm not a harmonious person. I'm a crazy chaos person, but that's not what he likes. So I was like, okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I can probably get, guess one. The other one is, is a little bit harder to guess. Yeah, so, yeah. probably an S then. Yes. <laughs> you got that poker face. Yeah, I they agree. That they S don't is give you much. The hard one. <laughs> they don't give you much, right? No. <laughs> well, thank you again for coming yeah. and uh, taking some time out and speaking with us. And uh, we look forward to putting this online. If you're listening at home, uh, remember, you can listen to this on audio. You can also watch it on uh, Facebook at Disky Chicks Podcast. And uh, we'll have links on our regular website, diskychicks.com. So, yeah. Excellent. With that, thanks, thanks again, so Christine. Great right. to see you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Disky Chicks Podcast. Never miss an episode by subscribing today. To learn more or start a conversation with Cindy and Martha, visit the Disky Chicks Podcast Facebook page.